For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject Paul's Life and Letters, For or Against Torah. This is part five of the series. Welcome back to our teaching on Paul, his life, his ministry, and his teachings in the New Testament as we examine the content of his letters. And in doing so, what we are ultimately going to do is we're going to examine Paul's teachings in his letters so that we will answer the question, in Paul's letters, did he speak against following the Torah as an expression of faith in Yeshua, or did he speak to follow the Torah? And so this teaching we explain that Paul taught that we're saved by grace through faith. And then in Romans chapter 3, verse 31, Paul asked the question, do we make void the Torah through faith? Because we're saved by grace through faith. And then Paul answered the question, God forbid, we, Jew and non-Jew, we establish the Torah. So continuing and looking at Paul's writings and teaching with the focus on what did he say about the Torah, now we look at Romans in chapter 10 and verse 4, where the King James reads that Messiah is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believes. To someone who isn't a student and would be reading those words casually, it gives the impression that Paul taught that in the redemptive work of Messiah, he ended following the Torah. But given that it says in 1 John chapter 3 verse 4, that whoever commits sin transgresses the Torah, that sin is the transgression of the Torah, Messiah didn't die to give us permission to sin, to transgress the Torah. His death was to provide forgiveness for sinning and through the help of the Holy Spirit to walk in the Spirit and not live a sinful lifestyle. So what is the meaning then of Romans chapter 10 verse 4, given that it could not mean that Messiah died to do away with the Torah because sin is the transgression of the Torah? 
And so what's the meaning of this? Well, the Greek word that got translated as end is in the Strong's Greek Dictionary is the Strong's number 5056. James Strong in the 1800s wrote a concordance of the Bible and he gave an arbitrary numerical value to each Hebrew word in the Hebrew scriptures and to each Greek word in the Greek scriptures. So he arbitrarily assigned 5056 to to the Greek word telos. And if we look at the meaning of the Greek word telos, what are we told that the word means? It means to establish a goal or to make an aim of something. It means the goal, purpose, or aim of something. That's what telos means. So how this should properly be understood and interpreted as Messiah is the goal or the aim of the purpose of which the Torah strives for. And so how do we understand that? The Torah was given at Mount Sinai as a covenant. And in concluding the covenant ceremony, we are told in Exodus in chapter 24 that Moses took the blood of the covenant and he sprinkled it upon the people. And so because the Torah was given as a covenant, even as a blood covenant, the penalty for violating covenant, particularly blood covenant, is death. And so since nobody in and of themselves through their own effort and their own merit has faithfully done everything that we are commanded in the Torah, when we look into the Torah, we see that we are sinners. We see that we are covenant breakers. And so by seeing the Torah properly, that it was given as a covenant, that we are sinners and covenant breakers, we should see then, therefore, that we deserve death. And when we recognize this, we should ask the question, are we able, how are we able to escape this death sentence? And the answer is through the redemptive work of Yeshua the Messiah when he shed his shed blood on the tree. And so, therefore, that is how Messiah becomes the goal or the aim of the Torah. The Torah is to point you to the Messiah. Paul also explains that not only is the Torah to point you to the Messiah, but the Torah itself is written about the Messiah, Yeshua. In Acts chapter 28, verse 17, Paul had a meeting with the Jewish religious leaders, and he called the chief of the Jews together. And then in Acts chapter 28, verse 23, we're told that Paul expounded and testified the kingdom of God, persuading them concerning Yeshua. Yeshua, persuading them concerning Yeshua out of the Torah of Moses and out of the prophets. So Paul saw Yeshua in the Torah and in the prophets. What else did Paul say about the Torah? In addition to it's to point us to the Messiah and the Torah is written about the Messiah. In Romans chapter 7 verse 12, Paul said that the Torah is holy, that the commandment is holy, and that it is just and good. He reiterated that in 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 8. For we know that the Torah is good. So the Torah points us to the Messiah. The Torah is written about the Messiah. The Torah is holy, just, and good. And then Paul wrote in Romans chapter 2 verse 13 that it's the doers, those that follow the Torah, those that do what it says shall be justified. In
in the sight of the God of Israel. Not just those that hear it, but don't do it. For not the hearers of the Torah are just before God, but the doers of the Torah shall be justified. Then Paul explained that following the Torah is being spiritually minded. In Romans chapter 7, verse 14, for we know that the Torah is spiritual. I'm carnal, sold under sin. So now the goal of the Torah is the Messiah and the Torah is holy, just, and good. Now he says the Torah is spiritual. So the problem is not with the Torah. The Torah is spiritual. The problem is me. I am carnal and I live in my flesh a sinful life. I'm carnal, sold under sin. So then he says in Romans chapter 8 verse 6, to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. The Torah is spiritual, so to be spiritually minded is to follow the Torah. And to be spiritually minded or to follow the Torah is life. And life in Hebrew is chai. And you're probably familiar when a toast is given that the words are said lachayim. It means to life. It means may you have the best that life has to offer. So to be spiritually minded is the way that we get the best of life that the God of Israel offers us. And to be spiritually minded is peace or in Hebrew shalom. So given that in Paul's upbringing, he spent much of his life in the Jerusalem studying the Torah from a Pharisaic perspective, being taught by the grandson of Hillel, that is Gamaliel, and in the way that he was taught the Torah, that there was both a written Torah and an oral Torah that was given at Mount Sinai. And Paul was taught that the rabbis are the ones to teach and communicate the oral part of what was given at Mount Sinai to the people to understand the written part. However, in having this doctrine, the Pharisaic rabbis failed to see that the Torah is written about Yeshua and did not receive Yeshua as the king of the Jewish nation, of the Jewish people. So when Paul encountered Yeshua on the road to Damascus, when Yeshua revealed himself to him that he is the Messiah and then gave a commissioning to Paul that he's a chosen vessel to teach about Yeshua in the Torah and to teach Yeshua to both Jew and non-Jew, but primarily Paul's commissioning was to the non-Jewish world. When Paul reflected and had this insight into the scriptures, he then testified the way that he followed the Torah in Romans chapter 7 verse 22. Paul says, I delight in the Torah of God after the inward man. He did not say I'm saved by grace through faith so I don't follow the Torah now. So when Paul came to the realization that Yeshua is the Messiah of Israel and is the Messiah of the world, he did not quit following the Torah. He changed the way in which he followed the Torah. Instead of following the Torah through the eyes and the understanding of the rabbis, now he's following the Torah through the understanding and the inspiration 
of the Holy Spirit. And so then Paul said in Romans chapter 8 verse 4, the righteousness of the Torah is fulfilled in us. In other words, the right way that the Torah wants us to live is fulfilled by those who do not walk after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Walk how after the Spirit? Walk is a Hebrew idiom for following the Torah. And so Paul just said in Romans 7.22, he delights in the Torah after the inward man. And so he's going to follow Messiah, express faith in Messiah. That's how he's walking. He's not walking in the flesh because if you walk in the flesh, you sin. And sin is transgressing the Torah. 1 John chapter 3, verse 4. So Paul's not going to walk in the flesh. He's not going to transgress the Torah. He's not going to sin. He's going to try to follow that Torah by the Spirit. Follow the Torah through the help of the Holy Spirit. And so the wisdom in walking and following the Torah is revealed and comes by the Holy Spirit. Paul taught this in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 6 and 7 and verse 10. We speak wisdom among those that are perfect. This is the Greek word that means spiritually mature, that are spiritual adults. We speak the wisdom of the Torah among those who are spiritually mature, but it's not the wisdom of the carnal mind. It's not the wisdom of this world, but we speak the wisdom of God to the spiritually mature in a mystery. This means at the deeper level. And the way we would understand the mystery, it would be the sowed level of the Torah, which means the heart meaning. You see, we're made after the image of God and we as human beings are spirit, soul, and body. And so the way you are introduced to somebody is you see what they look like. But really knowing a person is knowing how they think and knowing their thoughts. And so the thoughts of a person is really understanding the person. And so the Torah also has levels of understanding. And the heart meaning of the Torah is the deepest meaning. And the heart meaning is where the wisdom of the Torah comes from. And we speak that wisdom at the heart level, the the deeper level. And because we, in looking at a human being, we can't see with our natural eyes into the heart of a person. The heart of a person, when we initially meet a human being, the heart of a person is a mystery to us. So we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, in the deeper things. Then Paul goes on to say that the wisdom of God, which he speaks to those who are spiritually mature, has been revealed to us in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10, by the Holy Spirit. So we know the the deeper, the heart meaning of the Torah through the help and the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. So what's the proper way to express our faith in Yeshua as the Messiah? Well, we need to see by understanding what the Torah says that we're sinners, we're covenant breakers. So therefore, we need the Messiah. So we receive 
the redemptive work of Yeshua by repenting of our sins and receiving his shed blood for the forgiveness of our sins, confess with our mouth and making Savior and Lord of our lives. And so we're saved by grace through faith. We become a part of Yeshua's family and now we express our faith in him on a daily basis in walking and living out our lives by seeking to follow the written word of God, the written Torah, but we cannot do it in our flesh, in our own ability, in our own understanding, in our own knowledge, in our own wisdom, but we can only follow the word of God in the Torah of God with the help and the inspiration of the Holy Spirit where we are following Yeshua and his word through the spiritual eyes that the Holy Spirit gives us and not in our natural eyes, our natural reasoning, in our own human understanding. That is because our own human understanding, which the Bible and Paul calls the carnal mind, it does not follow the Torah of God. Romans chapter 8, verses 7 and 8. Because the carnal mind, that is our own human logic and reasoning of what is right, is an enemy against God. In our carnal mind, our own human logic and reasoning of what is right does not follow the Torah of God. It's not. It is not subject to the Torah of God, neither indeed can it be. So then, they that are in the flesh. Now, how did Paul define those in the flesh? Those in the flesh who are walking after their carnal mind, in the carnal mind does not follow the Torah of God. So those that are in the flesh do not follow the Torah of God, and those in the flesh who do not follow the Torah of God, Paul says, cannot please God. However, if you're saved by grace through faith, and you seek to follow Yeshua by following the Word of God or the Torah of God, and you don't do it in your own ability, your own reasoning, your own understanding, your own wisdom, but allow yourself to be led by the Holy Spirit in following the Word of God, the Torah of God, which he gives to those who accept Yeshua as the Messiah so we can live this life. Paul says in Romans chapter 8 verse 1, there is no condemnation to those who are Messiah Yeshua who walk not after the flesh but walk after the Spirit. So the condemnation is those who walk after the flesh and those who walk in the flesh cannot please God and those who walk in the flesh who cannot please God are reasoning and living their lives according to their carnal mind which is not subject or does not follow the Torah of God. And so where there's no condemnation is you follow the Torah with the help in the leading in the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Paul goes on to explain in Romans chapter 8 verse 9 that you are not in the flesh. We are not to live our lives in the flesh. If we're not to live our lives in the flesh, we're not to live our lives according to the logic and reasoning of the carnal mind, which is an enemy against God. It's not subject to the Torah of God. So we're not to walk in the flesh, but we're to walk in the spirit. And so Paul explains in Romans 8, 9, that if the spirit of God dwells in you, that as many that are led by the spirit of God, Romans chapter 8, verse 14, they are the sons of God. Now, a son of God is a term that describes those that are obedient to the father, obedience to the commandments of the father. And if you're obedient to the commandments of the 
father, you're going to follow the Torah. Yeshua said, if you love me, you keep my commandments. And so we become the sons of God when we don't walk in the flesh. We become the sons of God when we're led by the Spirit. We walk in the Spirit and we don't trust in our own righteousness, but our righteousness is in Yeshua. We're saved by grace through faith and we seek to obey him, not in our own ability, but through the ability and help the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And so we're told that we are to receive the indwelling Holy Spirit so that we can be biblical witnesses of Yeshua to the world. Acts chapter 1 verse 8, but you will receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, Judea, and in Samaria, and then to the uttermost parts of the earth. So Paul taught that we are saved by grace through faith in after we are saved by grace through faith, we establish or we follow the Torah. Romans chapter 3 verse 31. And then how did Paul himself seek to express his faith in Yeshua as the Messiah? Did he, as traditional Christianity say, did he nail the Torah to the cross and quit following the Torah? No. Paul said in Romans in chapter 7 verse 22, I delight in the Torah of God after the inward man. And what was he referring to? That he delights in the Torah of God after the inward man? It means the one who expresses his faith in Yeshua as the Messiah after he has been saved by grace through faith by following Yeshua's Torah with the help and the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. So if we follow the Torah of Yeshua with the help and the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, it will produce what Paul wrote about in Galatians in chapter 5, and that is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And so what did Paul say is this fruit of the Holy Spirit or the fruit of following Yeshua's Torah by his Spirit? Well, we look at Galatians in chapter 5, beginning in verse 22, it says, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. And so we will have these characteristics that can be seen by others as we live our lives. And so Paul taught that we're saved by grace through faith. And after we're saved by grace through faith, we establish the Torah. The way we establish the Torah is that we follow the Torah to the help and the inspiration of the Holy Spirit so we can produce the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And in accepting Yeshua as our Savior and Lord, when we repent of our sins and accept his shed blood for the forgiveness of our sins, we are given the indwelling Holy Spirit and we are given gifts of the Holy Spirit in order to help us live this Torah-based life in Messiah. And so what are these gifts of the Holy Spirit? It is written in Ephesians in chapter 4, verses 7 and 8, but unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure 
measure of the gift of Messiah. Wherefore, he says, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and he gave gifts to men. So what are these gifts that were given of the God of Israel in accepting and receiving Yeshua into our heart and our life? Well, for one, we are given the gift of righteousness or being in right standing with God the Father. We are told this in Romans chapter 5 verse 17. But if by one man's offense death reigned by one, and this is speaking of Adam and him sinning in the garden, much more they which receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Yeshua HaMashiach. Well, that's going to conclude part five of the series on the subject, Paul's life and letters, for or against Torah. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.